The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. Catch us out on the LI News Radio app so you can listen to us no matter where you are. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio. Listen, last week we were talking with the folks from Avaya about school safety and security and technology and some of the regulations that are out there. And, you know, technology plays such an important part in keeping our schools safe and kind of hardening them while maintaining the softness of the school. But again, technology and and where it's advancing and where it needs to go and where schools need to go and where school campuses designs need to go. Well, we felt this was such an important topic that we brought these folks back again for another week. Again, I'd like to welcome back Chris Goodwin. He's the regional sales leader for Avaya in this area. And also Brandy Hardman. She's the U.S. SLED channel manager. Uh, basically extraordinaire guru about anything and everything that you need to know. And we are just going to pick up where we left off. Chris, where we left off last week, you know, we were talking about technology. We were talking about, you know, how these things came about due to tragedies with school shootings. One of the things we spoke about off air after our last episode, we were talking about, you know, this isn't just weapons, right? Safety and security isn't just about somebody coming into the building. You you shared with me a story that I think is so poignant and so important why employing certain technologies from a security standpoint saves lives in a different manner. So I'm just going to let you tell the story like you told it to me because I think it just hits home for a lot of people. Sure. And Bob, thanks for having us back again this week. Just to talk about this situation uh, that we discussed, it was a New Jersey high school. And just to backtrack a little bit further to talk about the technology and the way it works, um, it creates a geofence around whatever facility um, you're looking to harden. In this case, it was a high school in New Jersey. Um, and part of you know our compliance check, we go in, we take a look at the floor plans, of that high school. Um, we look at where all the door locks are for all of the doors for the perimeter door locks. And we look at all of the cameras uh, that are in place. And all of that information uh, goes over to not only public safety, obviously, but also to the police, fire, and emergency rescue. Uh, but the situation that we were talking about was a high school in New Jersey. And I know the last segment that we did, we were really you know, honing in on on violence, on gun violence and situations that have taken place with perpetrators walking into a school with a gun, but it's it's not always that. And in this situation, there was a student in a high school in New Jersey um, that was taking a recreational drug and he was doing it out on the football field and football game was not taking place. He was out there by himself, saw that he was not getting the effect that he thought that he should be getting, got nervous and called 911. Well, part of this technology, it creates a pin drop uh, from any place that a cell phone calls 911. And that's how we're able to determine the exact location of where that call comes in. Within a minute, public safety uh, on campus at that high school was notified. They saw the pin drop of exactly where the call took place. Uh, The public safety Uh, Personnel from that high school responded immediately and noticed that um, they felt it was a situation where the student had taken something laced with fentanyl 
they gave him Narcan and saved his life. And quite honestly, if that had gone through the normal procedure and our technology wasn't in place, um, the police officer would have gone to, let's say, public, public safety and said, hey, a 911 call came in. Not, uh, the public safety would have not been aware that a call had taken place, and then they would have started to search the campus. In that time frame, the student probably would have died. But instead, they did have the technology that we support in place, and this student's uh, life was saved. You know, I, I, and I'm thinking to myself as you're telling this story, that this te- of course this technology is out there, right? Anybody who's ordered an Uber from any place, you actually track where the Uber's coming from and how far up there, right around the corner, a car should be pulling into the park. So the technology is there. It's just how you utilize it and for what purposes. Brandy, last week we were talking about, you, you mentioned something that I made a note of, and which is why we're having a second show, because I have a page full of notes. You said something about automating outcomes so that the staff can be humans during a crisis situation and do what they need to do. Talk to me a little bit about more what you meant, because I, I didn't follow up properly when you mentioned that last time. Talk to me about what do you mean by automated outcomes? So in the event this happens, this school wants X, Y, and Z to happen. So let's say uh, you know there's something that's happening in the community and the school needs to go on lockdown. They're going to automate everything they want to happen. Let's just say it was a gunshot from across the street at a, you know, a park across the street and, and a gunshot happened. Automation would mean immediately those doors are locked by hearing that gunshot. And we can do that. That's called gunshot detection. Immediately an on-site notification goes out to all the staff saying school's on lockdown, you know, protocol A or whatever that is that they've trained for. Communication immediately goes out to parents. Hey, shots have been fired. The school is on lockdowns. Your students are safe. You know, stay tuned for more information. All of those things can happen absolutely at the same time. And that's what I mean by automate those, what you want to happen in the event of an emergency. So, you know, it's happening. And those teachers, those administrators are with those students being human. And that's what, that's what we all need to achieve is automating those outcomes so that we were saving lives and we're, be, we're, we're being with the kids like we need to be. Right. I mean, yeah. And, and absolutely. And communications during a crisis, like I alluded to last week, sometimes it creates a crisis within the crisis yeah. and the more you can automate the process to get the information out because today's day and age, I think what frustrates school administrators a great deal is information is getting out there Sometimes accurate, sometimes not accurate, but information is getting out there ahead of them controlling or managing a situation. And you don't have time to deal with the communication piece because you're dealing with the situation. But now you're dealing with this other crisis out there, right? And and naturally so, because parents are worried and, and you know, they, they're going to storm up to the school building or whatever, and that could create a, a real problem. So talk to us about some of the communication advantages, you know, again, shot tracker, you know, we've heard about that. Suffolk County has had that for a long time. I know too. And, and it's again, fascinating that if a school with the technology detects that certain things can happen automatically, but talk to us about the communications piece too, how technology can help schools manage the communications as situations are unfolding, because sometimes, you know, you have to be careful with the information you put out there. And sometimes, some sometimes, you know, people don't like to hear this too, but you're on a need to know basis. And sometimes you don't need to know right away until we know what's going on. Uh, in today's instant 
communication world, sometimes that's not feasible to manage. Talk to us about some of the things that you guys see. Absolutely. Well, you know, I had three in high school all at the same time. And I thought I always felt as a parent, I was the last to know, or I found out what was happening at the school by Facebook. <laughs> you know, I'd log on to Facebook and then there it was. And who knows what's going on at the high oh, it's school. Gotta, it's right? got to be accurate if it's on Facebook. It's absolutely <laughs> truthful. So then what do I do? Right. I pick up the phone and I'm calling the school just like 8,000 other parents just did. Right. And if we automate that and, and you know, Vi is a communication company and, and that's what we do and we do it very well, we can make sure that the parents are notified absolutely immediately. Hey, we already know what we're going to say to these parents in this situation because the school's already planned for that. Just like they do preparedness for an active shooter at, in California, we did earthquake drills. <laughs> um, you know, you can have drills for certain instances and 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 act it out and see what do we want to happen here? How do we want to communicate? It's really a single pane of glass when you're looking at it at as an administrator and you get to design what's best for your school. You get to design how you want to communicate with parents, staff, students, and police fire rescue all at the same time. You get to design that outcome. What a brilliant thing to be able to have. We, we, we look at Uvalde. And by the way, Uvalde is, is now implementing the exact solutions we're talking about right here today. They're implementing geofencing because what would geofencing have done for them? It would have saved lives. It would have given them the information that those students were still calling 911. They were still calling into that PSAP, but they didn't know that. Why? Because the PSAP is somewhere miles and miles away and everybody's on site. So they were blind. So we now know and we've learned geofencing can help give them the information to know, hey, we've still got an active shooter situation. We need to do something. We saw it at Michigan State where 2,300 calls came in. We were able to know that's a moving target. So the communication saves lives. Information saves lives. When we come back from the break, we're going to discuss reunification, other technology, and some lessons learned to help prevent them going forward. We're speaking with the folks from Avaya about school safety and security. And you can never have enough of these conversations, folks. Unfortunately, you got to talk about it. But the more you learn, the more you know, the better equipped and better prepared you can be. You're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And check us out on the LI News Radio app, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Check out our Facebook page. That's your place to suggest a program club or activity that your students are involved in and your school district and kids. Maybe the next one right here on our Spotlight. We'll come back from the break. Continuing our conversation with the folks from Avaya about school safety and security right here on LI News Radio. And we'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio. Catch us on the LI News Radio app wherever you are and keep listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools to learn about all the programs, clubs, and activities that your students may be involved in in our schools across Long Island. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island school boards since 1959. Bob Vecchio continuing our conversation on school safety and security, a special educational partner segment with the folks from Advaya. And we've been talking about technology on how to keep schools safer, not just, you know, for violent acts, as Chris Goodwin, the regional sales leader had mentioned, but, you know, also for medical emergencies, too. It's something I hadn't even thought about. And Brandy, you know, when we were talking before the break, we were talking about communication and automated outcomes and how to avoid the crisis within the crisis. One of the big things that I know schools always look at when they're looking at their physical plants and their 
drawing up their plans. God forbid something happens. Nowadays, a very big, big, important part. And this just recently unfolded with a tragedy that occurred off of Long Island with a tragic bus accident that happened with a Long Island school in upstate New York. But it was reunification processes. So talk to us about how this technology and the automation and communication, let's let's walk through the unification process because it's so important because, listen, as, as a dad, as a mom, you know, you know something's going on in the school. You're going to go there, right? You just stay out of my way. I'm getting my kid. But, you know, how do we properly manage that so that, you know, parents and students uh, can be reunited with each other and, you know, loved ones with staff members, same thing. So talk to us about how this technology can help with those processes. Yeah, you know, it's such a, it's something that we actually don't think about, right? And, and in, in case of emergency, we practice um, getting students out of the building or keeping them in the building, but we never really discuss very often how do we get the kids back to their parents safely, right? And making sure that the kids are to the right parent. Um, you know, something happened here in Raleigh with, at a Christmas parade and, and a little girl was run over um, at, from a dance studio and she was run over and killed. And the reunification process happened at a church and it was chaos and parents were just coming in and taking kids. They had no idea where these kids went. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we take a look at that and we think, what can we do? Right. Well, with information and data, we can actually you know, automate that. Right. So we can send out a mass notification to a parent after giving them specific instructions where to pick up your child, how to pick up your child. Maybe it's a QR code that they, you know, they have to get scanned in order to get their child. But we can take classroom lists, get them onto, you know, get them to the teacher so that teachers can check this, this child's here in real time. He's here, he's here, he's here. So administration who might be somewhere else sees, okay, we're getting the kids back to their parents. We're seeing that this is happening in real time. Parents have been notified where to go pick up Johnny or Susan or, or whoever they're going to pick up. And then we can say, okay, who are we missing? What do we need to do? There's so many things that need to happen after the emergency and getting those kids safely back into their parents' hands. And Avaya has a solution for that. You know, we can make sure that those kids are back safely through information, data, and, you know, just doing what's right to save those lives and get those kids back in their parents' hands. Now, listen, if you live in Suffolk County, you're very familiar with how, um, you know, hacking can really wreak havoc on a system, right? Uh, people on the outside looking to get into your system to disrupt it and, and cause all sorts of problems. Talk to us about how you guys put in levels of protection, because, again, you're talking about a lot of sensitive data, a lot of information that is protected by federal law, et cetera, et cetera. Talk to us about how this technology makes sure that it's you know, safely used when needed, right. but well protected from those who may want to infiltrate it from the outside. So what happens with this is, is it's, it's, it's a single instance. So let's say we invite people in and you're right. We could be vulnerable. If we're inviting people in, like we do to, to into this um, crisis, like we can invite the peace out. We can invite police officers into this. So it's open. As soon as this emergency is over, that's closed out, never to be accessed again by that exact same link. So we're really making sure that each instance is its own instance once it's over, it's over. You know, you can go back and look into it. You're no longer able to gain access into the school's cameras, into the school's, you know, databases or whatever it is. It's closed off. So we really do make sure that we're taking that into consideration because you're right. People are afraid of that. Um, and it's it's very sensitive information. So we feel that we've, we've got the safeguards in place to make sure that, you know, we're doing this all over the country and um, and we're doing it well. 
Well, that is something that just came to mind as we were talking about this. I was like, holy cow, you know, that somebody could really, really have, you know, cause Mm -hmm. a lot of issues. Chris, we've been talking about a lot of technology, a lot of resources, you know, lockdown doors automatically, automated outcomes for communications, technology, wired, you know, either hardwired or wireless with Bluetooth. You know, this takes a lot of resources, right? And, you know, you you don't want to sit there and, and deal with the reality that this takes a lot of money and somebody will say, well, I don't care what you spend, safety and security. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, there's a finite amount of resources out there sometimes, particularly with school budgets and, and what budget managers have to weigh out, you know, like it's always a multi-year plan. And then, you know, the upgrades and staying on top of the latest, greatest, because what you buy today is outdated 18 months from now. Talk to us about resources that may be available for school districts to look into with regards to making the proper investments to use technology to help automate their jobs and make their campuses safer. Sure. I I just wanted to touch base on the reunification for just two seconds. Yeah, sure really important. It really is training our teachers differently also than the way they've ever been trained before to respond to emergencies because we're we're giving them technology now that they're not accustomed to, to getting information from. So I think just from a training perspective, that has to be looked at from each school, you know, as they're putting, you know, some of this technology in place. But pertaining to grants and, and funding for this, um, I know that I've heard recently that New York State, they're trying to make a separate line item for school safety, and I think that's a that's a great initiative that they're trying to, to get across the line. Uh, but recently in March of 2023 in the state of New York, where we're located, Governor Hochul put in place the Smart School Bond Act, and she's allocated $31.4 million for technology enhancements, uh, where this technology that we're talking about here today would fall under. And it's really, from our perspective, it's really not that expensive when you look at it um, for hardening these schools and setting up the geofencing and all of the things that we've talked about in these last two segments. It's much less than people would really think it would be. Um, They spend more in schools on, you know, New Jersey's for the football team than it would cost to harden the schools. Uh, But... Depending upon the state that you're in, there are different bonds and resources available depending upon the state that you're in. Obviously, in New York, we're familiar with the one that I just mentioned, that Smart School Bond Act uh, that Governor Hochul put in place. But I think that it's something that, you know, each administrator, each board member should be talking about in every budget that they're looking to put forward and standardize. There should be, in my opinion, some sort of standardization that happens on a county level or a state level where every school is required uh, to implement this type of technology because it really does save lives. It cuts down on the time uh, where people are reacting to emergency situations. And I know certain people don't respond to emergency situations well, and that turns into delays. Delays turns into more lives not being saved. And this technology that we support really is life-saving technology because it allows you to communicate effectively immediately is really the key. Uh, That immediate communication back and forth between the different agencies that are responding to either a health crisis, a drug crisis, a weapons crisis. I mean, everything falls under safety when you look at it uh, for school. And Chris, if folks wanted to find out more information about the services and products that Avaya happens to offer, let's inform the folks where they should go. 
Sure. Um, you can contact uh, Avaya here locally in New York. Uh, you can reach out to me individually at cwgoodwin at avaya.com. And I'd be more than happy to put you in touch with the right people that would be able to come in and give you that compliance check that I spoke about, um, I believe on either this segment or the segment before where we come in and do an assessment of, of the school and tell you really where you stand uh, pertaining to safety of your students, your faculty and, and members that work within the school. That's, that's the first important step, right? And that is no cost to them. The assessment is of no cost. And listen, it may also open up eyes that it's not as difficult of a process as you may think. I want to thank Chris and Brandy from Avaya for educating us over the last two weeks about some use of technology to help make our campuses safer and more secure. And also to think about things that, you know, maybe we didn't even think about before. Again, you know, the kid dying of an overdose potentially out on a football field was pinpointed through the use of technology. I mean, I saw a pizza commercial recently <laughs> that says we'll drop a pizza no matter where you are. So Listen, if DoorDash can find you. <laughs> if DoorDash can find you, we can find you. We can find you. That's Absolutely. Right. Well, you've been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools, 1039 LI News Radio. Again, out on the web at LINewsradio.com and the LI News Radio app. And once again, Spotlight on Long Island Schools is proudly brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Board Association, serving Long Island School Board since 1959. This is Bob Vecchia saying, be safe, be well, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.